Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll teach you how to remember your previous life lessons. I'll also be interviewing certified Proctor Gallagher coach and 27-year military leader, Laura Noel. Laura helps high-performing leaders live empowered, fulfilled lives by helping them focus on what really matters so they can stop feeling out of control, become more effective with their time, and spend more time doing what they love. For more information about Laura, please visit stretchingintosuccess.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you'll love to read. Lifeology and Audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Remembering previous life lessons. Life happens. It doesn't matter if you're considered a quote good person or quote bad person. Life happens. And when it does happen, sometimes we get so overwhelmed and are uncertain of what to do. Or even if we have a big decision to make, sometimes we get paralyzed because we just don't feel like we have a framework of how to tackle this new situation. One thing that I always like people to remember is regardless of how life plays out, the feelings that we have that come along with every situation are not new. Remember, in psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true In other words, what you perceive about a situation that you're in or a decision you have to make, that determines what you're going to feel. And then your feeling determines what you're going to do. So if you have a new situation or a new decision you have to make that you feel like you don't have a baseline for it or this is something brand new, what you can do to remember a previous life lesson is to say, okay, I may not have experienced this event before, but I've experienced this feeling before. I've experienced fear. I've experienced loneliness, rejection, uncertainty, discontentment, devastation, brokenheartedness. There's so many feelings that we've experienced in life. So when you can pinpoint what you're currently feeling, and it's best to name it, because once you can name it, then it puts things in context for you. Say the emotion that you're currently experiencing, and then reflect, when did I feel the same feeling before? And as you think about those previous events, then you ask yourself, all right, what did I do that worked that helped me move beyond this particular emotion? And as you write those things down, it gives you a really good framework to use your past to say, 
I don't know what to do about this situation, but I know what to do when I feel this certain emotion. And as you have that list, you want to review what worked. And conversely, you also want to write down what did not work. What did you do to try to placate that emotion? And what did you do to try and get over that emotion that did not work? Because it's important to remember that you do not have to reinvent the wheel. In other words, you don't have to come up with all these new strategies to remove a certain emotion or a certain feeling that you're feeling because you've done it before in the past. So that's why it's so important to use your past to be able to help you understand what worked and what did not work. Then once you're able to mitigate that emotion, or in other words, overcome that emotion, then it allows you to focus on a solution to the problem you're struggling with or the big choice you have to make. Because remember, what you think about determines what you feel, determines what you do. So if you can decrease that powerful emotion you're feeling, transversely, it will then allow you to look at this situation or this new event in more of a logical way without having those emotions get in the way. I have an awesome guest today, Laura Noel. She is going to speak with you about how to tackle some of these situations when they happen, because often we don't realize that faith and fear ask us to do the same thing. She's going to give you some clarity on how to make healthy choices for you. So stay tuned. Are you an expert in your field or an author who wants massive exposure? I am now looking for self-development experts to be a promotional guest on Lifeology. Currently, Lifeology has an average listenership of over 3 million people per episode. If you are ready to invest in your brand and promote yourself on Lifeology, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest and apply for this opportunity. This is only for a limited time and only a select few will be chosen. So if you're ready to reach a global audience, then apply today. Simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash guest to apply. My guest today is Laura Noel, who helps leaders focus on what really matters so they can stop feeling out of control, become more effective with their time, and spend more time doing what they love. As a certified Proctor Gallagher coach and 27-year military leader, Laura helps high-performing leaders live empowered, fulfilled lives, all while achieving their highest potential. Welcome to my show, Laura. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. You, When you and I connected, we both have kind of the same paradigm when it comes to faith versus fear and how that can really impact us in the direction in which our life goes. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting. And I never really understood that concept until mm-hmm. I started dissecting it. Yeah. But truly, it really helps us chart the course of what we're going to achieve in life, yeah, which, yeah. whichever path we choose, exactly. really, it, it dictates the answers we get. What I always tell people, the analogy I always use is when we were kids, we would see the little cartoons, you see the little angel, and the little devil on your shoulder. And in that, you're like, which one do I listen to? Which one? And so it's really <laughs> the same thing when it comes to faith and fear, which one do you listen yeah. to? Because they both ask you to do something that may or may not come true or believe something that may or may not come true. And so it's really up to you to decide which one you focus on, because in that determines the platform of your belief structure. As we know, our our thoughts determine our feelings, our feelings determine our response. And so with that, it's so important just to really be mindful. Which one do you listen to? That little angel, that little devil? (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's so important. I mean, it's really everything. And it's so easy to understand, but not easy to apply. Because we get bounced around with circumstances Mm -hmm. that happen around us and we let those circumstances influence how we feel and then how our fears whether or not we're going to have faith in our ability to do something or we're going to have more faith 
and put more stock in what's happening mm-hmm. in our physical surroundings. So it's really interesting. Well, and to piggyback off what you're saying, because we we all have this idea that we're incredibly you know self-developed people, which in some ways we are, but we can have this mindful practice. And then the next thing we know, something can blindside us or somebody can say something. All of a sudden, that faith that we had all of a sudden can turn into panic, into anxiety, and then we lose it. So it is a practice that we have to be very mindful of it all the time of what are we allowing in our life or in our thoughts, but also just in our environment as well. The more we can practice being mindful of setting those boundaries for our emotional well-being as well as our thoughts, the more we will be able to live a more successful, more balanced, healthy life as well. That's true. You know, it just reminded me of when I first became an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and I was serving in the military and... Thank you for your service, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, 27 years. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. It flew by. But I was trying to make that transition Uh and... For the first time, I was donating to a cause that really resonated with me, like a percentage of my pay. Oh, wow. And as I started to transition, I'd never given so deeply before. Uh-huh. I thought, yeah, and I study this stuff. I teach this, right? Yeah. And this, and you're exactly right. I mean, n- nobody has it 100%. Yeah. If we do, then we're going to like ascend, right? <laughs> so we're, no, right? We're, it's a constant practice. But I realized that... Um, as I was giving this donation, the last two months, I thought, oh, you know, I'm I'm leaving my job now. This is my last paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm really going it alone. I'm going to halt my year commitment and just put it on pause. And what I noticed was when people were finding me through Facebook ads or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were booking on my calendar, they weren't showing up. And I um. thought, oh, they have no integrity. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I have no integrity. I made this yeah. commitment and I didn't fill it. And yeah. it's because I didn't have faith in myself yeah. to really make a go of it. I was more committed or more in alignment with that fear of, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm going it alone. And it's just, it's a constant, you're right. It's a constant practice. You have to be in it. And that, you know, I'm thinking about my own um, entrepreneurial jaunt as well, because when I, I think it was 2006, I joined a group practice in Washington, DC for psychology. And so here I am, I joined the practice and I was like, oh, this is great. But then I got my paycheck and I was like, okay, you just gave me 50%. I'm like, what? I did all this work and I got nothing. So I finally decided like a month or two later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. And in that, the, the owner of the, um, owner of the practice, a great person, but he's an owner of a practice and wanted to keep me. So he said, James, you're going to fail. It's really hard out there. And when you do fail, I'll bring you back. You know, well, then we'll talk about renegotiating. And I was like, oh my gosh, but but what it worked backwards because when he said that, every time I had that that thought or that fear, like, oh my gosh, can I do this or not? Which I had that. But then I heard him say that, and I was like, oh wait a minute, I'm the type of person you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. And so for me, even though I had that fear at times, but I used his voice of what he said to me, and I l- allowed that to be the fuel for me to have a very successful practice. And it's <laughs> it's funny because when I left there, all of my clients came with me. And so I didn't have a, I didn't have a non, not compete clause in there. And I told them, you know, you can stay there, of course, but they all decided to come with me. So it was interesting to me in the respect of when we do have that fear and when it comes to how do I do something on my own or how do I strike out on my own? If we come in from a place just like your situation, just like mine as well, if we're not truly authentic with some of those blind spots that happen in our life, it will unfortunately eke out or manifest in our um, in our business plan or just even in, in whatever it might be. And all of a sudden we're like, why isn't this working? So when you really have that stop and think and that awareness to say, what, what is hindering me? What are my thoughts? And in that, that's where people really have that epiphany because when you take that moment to reflect, 
that's when you see, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a whole area here that I have not taken a good look at or taken stock of. And in that, that awareness, it can, your business can immediately shift and you can be this incredibly productive and successful person. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is it, it my business really shifted in that moment. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, somebody that's mentoring you and in your cir- uh, circumstance, you had you know, a, a close relationship with somebody, but they helped you see a blind spot. Yeah, it yeah. triggered something. It did, in you. it did. And so, and that was the same for me. It was, it was, I was being coached at the time as well, but then it was just a circumstance that was kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. studying it, having, you know, somebody yeah. there to kind of help me see those blind spots. Yeah. And, you know, and it also makes me think as well as well-meaning people can, either speak a life or hinder you. So, you know, if you're starting out in a practice or a business, and in fact, when I did, I had wonderful, well-meaning people very, very close to me who were very nervous about me coming down here. So I gave up my practice, came down to Palm Beach and started Lifeology. And they're like, James, you know, you've been so successful here or there. And are you sure? And and, and I had to stop and think, well, am, am I sure? But then I thought, you know, I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. So I stepped out on faith and I did this, but going back to what I was saying, well-intentioned people, as wonderful as they are, as close as they may be for you, can talk you out of your dreams or can influence you. So it's really up to the listener, to yourself, to really decide what resonates with me and what does not resonate with me. Because if we do allow too many people to influence us, and we should have a close group of people who do speak into our life, but when we allow some of those people to influence us, it can stop us from reaching our potential or reaching whatever goal it is that we want to accomplish. Yeah. And that is so true. It, you know, first and foremost, what I just love knowing and realizing is that we have infinite ability. I mean, and it's, it doesn't matter whether you believe in science or, you know, theology, they're both saying that there's an energy that flows to and through us. So we have no idea what we're capable of doing. And when we base and set goals based on what we've done in the past, mm-hmm. that keeps us stuck, kind of moving laterally and yes. doing the same things. And, right. And the people who are stepping into our lives and maybe talking us away from doing something, mm-hmm. they're really dealing with their own paradigms. It's not that they're trying to hurt us. They love us and they're mm-hmm. trying to protect us. So I, I that was never a real understanding for me until I really started diving into this is like, we're all dealing with these mental roadblocks and the people who are closest to us, they're seeing it through that lens, their lens. That's a good point. And it's true because we're all, whether we realize it or not, we're all projecting our own understanding of the world, understanding of life onto someone else. And so it, our, our paradigm and their paradigm, in other words, their, their understanding of the world can clash at times. And that can either come out in arguments or it could just come out in just questioning yourself. Maybe, maybe they're right, but you really have to understand for yourself what that looks like and where you want to go. Yeah. It, you know, what's interesting too, is it's whatever we continually feed ourselves mm-hmm. is really what happens in our lives. And I had been, I'm, and I'm not a scientist by any means, but I just started reading more about our brain. Cause I understand universal laws and mm-hmm. energy and mm-hmm. how that works and reading more about the reticular activating system. Oh yeah. yeah. I okay. just thought that was so it's fascinating. Yeah. You can explain it. To yeah. them. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. This is in very lay person's terms, yeah. but basically we're just taking in like millions of pieces of information mm-hmm. and our reticular activating system. I'll just say RAS because yeah. it's shorter. Um, it filters out that information. Yeah. So whatever is familiar to us, it pulls in mm-hmm. and then we're consciously aware of it and we can assimilate it. 
and things that are not familiar to us kind of, it kind of deletes it. So it's like, whatever, if we think we're not good enough, we're constantly going to be looking for evidence that supports I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. But if we can feed our mind, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm fabulous. Mm -hmm. And we eventually, you know, trick our subconscious mind, which only can accept information that we feed it with emotion, Yes. then we'll start to see solutions. So it really starts with a decision. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And then you have to, you know, not only plant the seeds, but water them and grow them, Be, yes. you know, feeding your subconscious mind constantly. You know, it's also, thank you so much for sharing that because I, I love actually talking about that. So it's exciting for me, okay. but it's also <laughs> comes back to memories. When we think about memories. So if I have a memory that I've been reviewing, let's say yesterday. So whatever emotional state I am in when I'm reviewing that memory, then impacts it the next time. So if I think of that memory again today, which I thought of yesterday, to say yesterday I was in a really poor mood. When I think of it today, all of a sudden I've now added a different spin on it. So if I was in a negative mood yesterday, that then influences how I see it today. So something may have happened years ago, and every time I remember it, my emotional state when I think of it slightly skews um, how what the true memory was of it. So that's something that's really important. As we think of something or as we review something, it is important to say, let me let me first off do a body scan or an emotional scan. How am I feeling first? Because if I bring something in a negative mood or something else, then I can not only skew what really happened, but I can also take a beautiful memory and skew that into, well, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought because I remembered it negatively in the last time. So that's why it's so important to always be aware of your thoughts, influence your mood or your emotions, your emotions influence how your body responds to it. So going back to what you said as well, understanding that is if you are thinking of something and then a certain thought comes up, like you said, I, I can't do this, or I'm afraid of this, or I'm afraid of that. What, just like you said, you are, re, you are doing yourself a disservice because now as you think of your object or what you want to do, you've connected those two things. So just like the memory that I said before, when you think of this being an entrepreneur again the next day or the next day, if you continually bring in that negative emotion, that fear-based emotion, then all of a sudden what was a wonderful opportunity is now completely skewed. And now you, every day you're repeating that same belief structure of, I can't do this. And unfortunately, you won't be able to do it. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy because a lot of us are just not aware of mm -hmm. how we feel. We're human doings instead of yeah. human beings. So we yeah. don't really take that pause. And I, you know, I was just writing an article about really just set an alarm and just check in with yourself. Oh, I love you it. Know? That's what I teach too. Right? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's such a great thing because yeah. if you're so busy, you can't hear yourself think. Yeah. And so, how? all right, how am I feeling right now? Uh -huh. What are the thoughts that I'm having? And if you do that a few times a day for a few days, then you'll, you'll understand really where you resonate yes. most of the time. And it's yes. not to judge it, mm -hmm. but even in that moment, just asking, how would I rather feel right now? Mm -hmm. Like I remember and somebody asked me that stopped me in my tracks. I said, Oh, I'm, I'm, Oh, I've been so busy. I'm like, Whoa, I'm all over the place. Oh. And then the person said, well, what if you didn't feel that way? And I'm like, Oh, oh that's an, that's, that's an option. That's an option. All right. Yeah. Uh, that such a simple question. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah, it really is. And let me piggyback off that a little bit. So the way I do it is I, I have us create two scales. And so the two scales are a scale of one to 10. What are, what's my emotional range? So 10 is the best I feel, one's the worst I feel. And then I separate what's my physical energy because often, let's say we wake up on the wrong side of the bed. We're like, oh, I have to stay in bed all day or I can't go to work. Well, the reality is your body has a full energy that you can do that. 
But if your mood is telling you that you can't, then you will lay in bed all day. So when I have people set the alarm on their phone, I have them do those two scales because usually our emotional range throughout the day will change based off of the last time period that we that we reviewed. So if you change, if you check in with yourself, then you'll realize, well, James, why are you bringing in something that happened three hours ago? It's three hours later. Why are you still feeling this way? Or why are you still mad at this person? Why are you still annoyed? It's three hours later. So going back to your option of, I don't have to feel that way. So learning how to let that go but also just checking in yourself with your energy level to make sure that you're not overly giving your energy to something else because we only have a certain amount of energy points, if you will, throughout the day. And if we don't allocate them appropriately, then we will overdraft that account. So I love how you do that. And we, I, I guess, like, like I said, we have a similar versions of checking in with yourself because it's so important because without that, we will allow our life to be reactive all throughout the day as opposed to being the proactive version of self that we can be because that's really when you achieve all your goals. Oh my gosh, that is so true. It's when we're reacting, it's based on our paradigms. Mm -hmm. But when we choose to respond, then we're truly thinking. Yeah. We're using our imagination, our intuition, our ability to reason mm -hmm. and all of those mental faculties. Yeah, we, we were talking offline about just life in general, history and ways in which we can use our history, not only from history of the world, but history within ourself to help us to be aware of struggles we have today. Because what I always tell people, and that's really the premise of lifeology is we all experience emotions. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. We all experience the same type of emotions. So when we are going through life, when we feel something based off of the fallout of a situation, well, it's not like this is the first time we felt that emotion. And so learning how to use that data, what are some of the ways that you help people kind of use their past to help them with their present and then to launch them in their future? Yeah, well, when we really get connected to a vision or something mm -hmm. we wanna be, do or have, it's we're doing it energetically. And it, the most important thing is to feel the emotion yeah. of that wish mm -hmm. fulfilled. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have people come to me and say, well, I can't visualize or I can't get into the emotion. So what I do is you had talked about memory. Mm -hmm. And so when is the last time, how would you feel if your wish was fulfilled? It, would you feel empowered? Would you feel proud? Could you see yourself yeah. you know, receiving that award? Now think back to a time when you've felt that way the first time and bring it to your mind's eye. And then I kind of have them kind of morph that picture into now. I like that. And, yeah. Because they have experienced it before. They can truly mm -hmm. sit with the sensation of what it felt like to be successful, what it felt like to feel joy and that success together or that excitement. And so to really sit there and viscerally feel that and then the linkage of that today, it really does help them say, well, if I did it before, why can't I do it again? And then that, that creates the foundation for that emotional experience which then links back to their thoughts or changes their thoughts. So if I bring in a healthy, happy, confident emotion, I will bring it back to that thought, but then it starts to change my current thought Say, okay, well, now let me link that together because that, when you couple that together, that's when you will be much more successful. So I love, I love the fact that you do that. I think that that's so important to bring people's success to their forefront of their mind as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's, you know, if it, there's something that's really emotionally charged for you, mm -hmm. if you're just not getting a result that you want, then maybe thinking about that is not the way to go. Yeah. Maybe just yeah. imagine, do you love your dog? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's somebody that was, thinking about gratitude and sending love to people. And she had a hard time imagining sending love energetically to somebody mm -hmm. that she was angry with, but it's all the same energy. Yeah, it really is. And so she would imagine her big dog just coming up, putting her, the paws on her shoulders, giving her a bear hug. Oh, that's and good. she would 
yeah, she would feel that love. It was something totally unrelated. Yeah, I love but that. that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting as well, because when I was just on a, a show a couple of minutes ago and I was talking about this is when we do something, when we have a benevolent response to someone or do, do an action for someone, our body automatically rewards us with dopamine. And so that's why you do something like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. And you're like kind of high for, you know, the next 10, 20 minutes. But that's the same concept as well is when you think of something that brings you joy or think of something that you really enjoy doing, that's immediately how you can switch your brain or trick your brain in some ways to give you a hit of dopamine to help you kind of reset what you were thinking about before. Because if you have that neurochemical response, and then it's easy to think about sending love to someone or easier rather to sending love to someone else. And so that's kind of a little trick that I, I help people realize as well is to think of healthy, happy memories or think of something that really brings you joy, automatically creates that dopamine, which then you have a, a very narrow window to be able to start <laughs> to do something more because you feel so empowered to do that. So that's, it's really great how, I guess, the, the imagery, how we both, you and I both understand how we can help people really send out that energy or to kind of create ways in which we can overcome pretty much any obstacle we face today. Yeah, really. It's it, Your mind is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I love this work. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, our time is up. I can't believe it. We've flown through this. It went so oh fast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Laura, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to work with you, to read all the amazing blogs you've written, where will they find all this information yeah. online? Just go to stretchintosuccess.com and you'll find me there. Awesome. I like that website name. <laughs> thank well, thank you. you so much, Laura. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.